This is the EPLOG audio experience. Entrepreneurship isn't always about funding and the success stories. It can get dark sometimes. We've all known and read about the zero to one story. But what happens when things go downhill after considerable success? How do you deal with failure? How do you overcome fear? And why entrepreneurship isn't always about passion turning profession? Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika. Today's story is about grit and sustenance in difficult times. It's about a reality check for entrepreneurs and professionals when things go south. Our guest Chaitanya Purandare has been an entrepreneur for over 25 years and has dealt with success as he has with failure across businesses. He started as managing director at Stem One Biologicals and closely witnessed a downfall of a 25 crore company going down to zero. He now heads Ferrobuild Design Systems working towards innovative construction technologies as a chief strategist and I'm thrilled for he has agreed to share parts of the dark days which we seldom hear entrepreneurs talk about. The first time I met him is when I heard the story and uh, had a lump in my throat. Welcome to the show Chaitanya. Hi Ashika, thank you very much for having me here. You know, seldom do we highlight or talk about failure in entrepreneurship. We always glorify things. It's always zero to one, never one to zero. For you, you've seen this, witnessed this closely. Tell us what are the hard facts that one ought to know as an entrepreneur? Um, well, entrepreneurship is a very funny uh, scenario. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quite a glorified term, actually. Uh, people feel there are, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you feel there's a big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. When you say, you know, what are the what are the hallmarks of being an entrepreneur? There, there. Uh, I remember these two lines, which are the last two lines of a, a poem called the, called Invictus, uh, written by William Ernest Henley. Uh, ironically, the poem uh, was one of the favorites of Nelson Mandela while he was incarcerated at Robben Island. Uh, it says that I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. As an entrepreneur, that's that's one of your driving forces. You're the master of your fate. Uh, you control your fate because you control what you're doing. It's your own baby. Uh, and you're the captain of your soul. So where your passion leads you, you're the captain of, of, of where that, that passion is going. The dark side of entrepreneurship is that at the end of the day, the captain will go down with his ship. He will lose his soul. And his fate will lie in pieces. Uh, it shows you both the way forward and it shows you both the way downwards. But Chaitanya, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here. It's not, there are times when things aren't in your control. For example, the pandemic wasn't in so many people's control, right? So true, true. there are times when situations, people or the surrounding, the atmosphere is not in your control. Yes. And when things Absolutely. go haywire, then what is it that one needs to be prepared for? Yeah, it is. It is quite. It is very difficult to. I mean, the pandemic is probably something that's probably come uh, into our lives uh, after probably the, the great plague 
of Europe, where it was totally unpredictable what will happen to the human population tomorrow. Force measure is something that is unpredictable, environmentally controlled. Um, you could have a business of fishing and uh, you might have a, a tsunami that lasts for four days. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but going towards that, uh, the unpredictability of scenarios, I guess something as, as man-made as, as rules and laws and regulations, they might change overnight. Uh, something as uh, you know, unregulated as, uh, for example, uh, 15, 17 years after uh, uh, in vitro fertilization came to India, they didn't have laws, rules, or regulations against that, which they now do. So overnight, a business that has started uh, in a gray zone suddenly has to turn around and conform, and that can have a lot of financial issues, uh, capital expenditure, which you had never predicted, and your inability to be able to conform to those rules and regulations as well. So yes, uh, there are man-made scenarios which one cannot predict. As an entrepreneur, one has to think on one's feet as well. Uh, an entrepreneurship, uh, a tweak can be as big as a 100-year-old banyan tree hmm. and you can break your head on that. So how do you navigate that? Because I remember you also told me that you hadn't known uh, any better. You had known only the, the fact that you're an entrepreneur. That's all you know. There's no fallback option or option B or plan B for that matter. Yes. If there isn't yes. a plan B, then how does one navigate yeah, so that, that's a very interesting thing. Uh, I have uh, most of the entrepreneurs that you see or uh, friends of mine who become entrepreneurs have gone through about 15, 18 years of corporate life and then moved towards an entrepreneurship. Yeah. You have to realize 15, 18 years of corporate life also gives you a nice bank balance and a, and a, a fallback. The funny part, however, is that today 15, 18 year olds are entrepreneurs, but we'll get to that later. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely agree. The 15, 18 year olds are entrepreneurs. Uh, they have the opportunity to do small start, something like thrift stops and thrift stores, and then grow from there. Um, at our time, when you went out to be an entrepreneur and people like us who worked in high end, cutting edge technology, so the, uh, the risk was that much higher uh, when we started off on um, uh, on an entrepreneurship journey to be able to navigate those uh, the hurdles it is i felt there were a couple of things that i did extremely wrong the first thing is is uh, human contribution to your endeavor which i call it the team uh, unless and until you have a very good team in place to be able to guide you along different facets of your business what we call the devil's advocates. So you, if you have a good set of people who are your devil's advocates, that's able to um, uh, mitigate any uh, uh, unseen force, uh, circumstances that might drop up. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is astute planning. So I remember when I started my business, uh, innovative stem cell business way back in 1999, way back in 2005, I had approached a few international companies for um, associations and they actually asked me do you can you send me a business plan and i'll be very truthful i had no idea what they were talking yeah i said what's a business plan and this is after my company was six months old right. i had started a business without actually ever having written down a business plan in today's day and age they'll you'll be a laughing stock right. if you've never written a business plan right. so there has to be if you were to look at it more philosophically, it's like the way it's written in the Gita where Krishna tells Arjun that action has to be done with intent. Right. You can't do action just for the sake of action. 
So when you go into a business without intent, you're just reacting to a daily um, uh, action from from external forces, and that's that's terrible. So where I went wrong was there was no business plan in place until about five years into my business. By then, what uh, things were unraveling. The- yeah, yeah. Until I so until I had to move from to moving into getting. Uh, a larger investment that's when i actually sat down so between 2005 and 2010 i drove with passion and i was the you know it was driving it i was a passion was a driving force and that again is is bad because every idea can fail because you're so passionate about it it's what you say um you're, you're too close to the problem you're too close to the problem so i had a I had a professor back in when I was doing my uh, my postgraduate research in Montreal, and he had a very interesting way of saying. He says his position as as a professor is like a general who stands on the hill, uh, surveying the battlefield. So he knows exactly which sector of the battlefield requires more or less soldiers to be able to win it. If you are in the battlefield, you do not have perspective of what's going on around you. Right. So a passion-driven business is you in the middle with a sword in your hand fighting every guy next to you. Strategic running of a business is you're supposed to be up on the hill with your generals or your lieutenants surveying what is happening around you. That's the big difference which I learned later. Very interesting and because you bring up passion, there is so much hullabaloo about passion turning profession. You're in the startup space, the entrepreneurial boom, so to say. Tell us, yeah. is this over-glorified yeah. sometimes? Because there are times when one has to really do stuff for sustenance, like you did. Yes. Running a business on passion is like running coke lines before you start your day. You are on an extreme high. You are so full of yourself that you feel you're the superman of the scene. You can just tackle anything that comes at you. When, as, when you run a business with passion and you start stumbling, that's when the high falls. And then you're, you're, then you start beginning to doubt yourself. Yeah. The moment you doubt yourself, that gravy train slowly starts slowing down because then you're doubting every step you made. So passion turning into professionalism is a very funny juncture. It does you can turn professional, but then you've got to have the right people to make that transition across. So you might still be driven by passion. The company might be driven by your vision. But the people who execute it have to be professional. They can't be a part of my mother, my father, my brother, my wife, my partner. But if I read it correctly, you're talking about um, having mentors and having an advisory board and having the right kind of people driving the ship with you. Yeah, that's right. So you mentioned self-doubt and you and self-doubt often comes with fear. And something that we always have witnessed or do witness, sometimes openly share it, sometimes mask it. How does one deal with self-doubt as an entrepreneur and how can one be rather prepared to handle this better? Yeah, so like you rightly said, uh, self-doubt and fear uh, go hand in hand. Um, It's that odd feeling at the pit of your stomach at the end of the day when you can't sleep for what has happened during the day. At work, maybe uh, there is a change in in policy. How do you want to deal with it? Uh, Am I making the right decisions? Have I made the right decisions? Yeah, every entrepreneur goes, enters that phase at some point of time. 
uh, and the fear is is always there it's always there point is what what is going to overcome you is it the fear that is going to overcome you or is it going to be your understanding of the situation so if you can actually take us through in a nutshell and summarize what you went through rather it's always yeah. about us identifying with that feeling what was that feeling and how did you navigate that time how can i say at the worst point of self doubt and fear i had probably had an anxiety breakdown the memories are not very uh, clear but i think uh, and this is uh, it was about 6 years into my business and i remember uh, there was a phone call that came through regarding a change in government policy uh, which was going to rationally change the way we were we were going to have to look at the entire business model that was set up for 6 years and i remember Uh, i think i uh, i cried for about 6 hours uh, and i had to go to the doctor in the middle of the night and it was just some stupid stuff i mean i was crying over something stupid i mean my my dad was there and i'm saying oh, why is he here who oh, i'm making him and i was i was bawling like a kid and and i was then i had to be put on sort of anxiety pills for like 5 days and my doctor said you don't really need them but if you ever feel that way you keep the strip the strip is about 8 years old but i always carry it just is like it's like a placebo effect as you call it. but yeah it that self doubt and fear again was not because something came out of the blue it was something for which i should have prepared uh, two years before yeah but that passion was saying oh it's okay i'll handle it when it comes about yeah. oh, it's okay i'll handle it when it comes about i don't want to do it now i'll we'll figure out oh, this is we're driving we're pushing forward uh, let's handle let's let's tackle the bridge when we come to it yeah but that bridge was very small and we didn't have enough space to walk on the bridge and i couldn't carry the entire truck across and it was going to fall so it was not something that came out of the blue it was my inadequacies at not uh, looking at it long term uh, not being advised uh, on how to approach it long term that's what i said the biggest two of my achilles heel in my failures was a lack of a good team someone saying you know wait try it in one second just hold off uh sacrifice the next two months for what you're pushing for let's look at this properly unfortunately sometimes you carry people with you that are driven by your passion and we tend to overlook it we tend to overlook there's so many pitfalls that all those pitfalls at the end of the day become one monstrous hole right and you just like oh let's go through this one i can do this and you just can't do it. i take two things from this chaitanya number one is better preparation maybe yes planning planning, planning. Yeah. planning and better preparation both emotional and general yes yes and and uh, an analysis of where your uh, ship is going on a regular basis if there requires a course deviation uh, within the confines of your business plan that course deviation should be done there has to be flexibility in the way you look at your business yeah you've learned to have the flexibility because unless you understand that course deviation in any business it just going to go straight into the iceberg and it's sitting there in front of yeah in fact the second thing i was going to say is reading early signs yes yes right absolutely uh, but uh, again that we come back to the next the, the earlier sometimes as a driver you are not the one who looks at the signs the one sitting next to you tells you wait a minute hold on there's something crossing the road or oh, there's a car coming from the front so your pillion riders or the riders behind tend to warn you before hence the good team again so it's both uh, the driver keeping a watch but the other guys keeping a watch for him so four pairs of eyes is better than two pairs of eyes so listen 
Listen, which very few people do as on passionate entrepreneurs. They say, "I know what I'm doing. I started." But uh, even bringing up a child requires a lot more people's input than just the mothers. True, you know, uh, which brings me to exactly three things that you would say young entrepreneurs getting to the entrepreneurial into the entrepreneurial space or ones with entrepreneurial spirit. What are the three yeah. things that they need? They need a, a strong vision. They need to have very good planning. And an entrepreneur who is entering a business, see that there are different types of businesses. There are those small businesses where you open a shop or you're having a thrift store. There are large businesses like you're opening a restaurant, for example, or or innovative thing, or maybe even getting into social media marketing. Right? There are tons of social media marketers, right? From one person to a so the moment you enter a realm where the money required, the investment required is going to slowly start becoming bigger. That means you're you're targeting your FD, your mother's FD, your father's FD. You're selling a property. You're getting in people's money. Responsibility towards money. The moment that happens, the risk goes up. In that case, uh, strong vision for the person who's driving the uh, the brand or the or the or the company. Good planning because then you are able to mitigate disasters that might come up. Considering what is happening in the space, uh, social media marketing. Maybe tomorrow in three years' time there might be AI controlling everything. Uh, like we have Alexa buying vegetables for you. Mm-hmm. I can just talk to somebody and they'll create a a Canva page. Uh, you know, like just give me something with a funny thing and it'll create it. So you might not need people wanting to do it. Yeah. And 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 then once everything falls through, once the risks start. Becoming a little bigger, it's not a shop that you can just shut and go home. A good team. Yeah. People in our country do not value the intellectual potential of other people. It is very critical that uh, that there's someone said that the that the manpower that you have on your team is not the bad expense of a business. It's actually a long-term good expense. Mm. So if you have a good team that helps you with uh, course corrections keeps a lookout for uh, pitfalls. Then you can drive the car at the speed you want to take it forward. You know, you when you talk about things getting bigger, we are talking about scale. Yes. And when we are talking about scale, we are also talking about money. How important is it for entrepreneurs to know their money, scale or no scale? Oh, extremely important. It is extremely important for you. Money is. Is is water in a in a desert uh, for an entrepreneur? Uh, sometimes you might have a flood, and within five minutes it will be bone dry. Uh, and it is extremely important for a for an entrepreneur to either learn how to manage his money himself. Uh, but if he's not very good with his math, then he needs to have somebody who is keeping um, a, a, an absolute control on what is coming in and going out. I call the experience the devil's workbook. Yeah, uh, it's very simple. All you have to do is change a zero, and you suddenly making millions. Uh, you you reduce the zero, and you're suddenly not making any money at all. So when you try and project somebody, and I'm say I'm coming to you and saying you know invest a lakh of rupees, and you say oh how show me how it grows. Everyone works on Excel sheets, and suddenly I can prove to you that I'm making 10, 10 lakh rupees. Right. The mantra of uh, spreadsheets or money. When you when you're an entrepreneur and when you're going forward uh, looking at making money or trying to raise money is to double your expense and halve your revenue. 
that is the truth behind what your business is yeah never say oh, i'm doubling revenue and having a go oh, I'll, i'll save money i will not do this i will not do that i'm going to be making 10 lakhs a month no you're going to be making 3 lakhs a month and spending 8 lakhs a month now tell me how that business is going to go yeah so only then will the hard truth face look at you and say you know this is it's not as rosy you're going to walk through a garden of thorns you might find a rose let's find the rose but the garden is of thorns don't do it the other way around hmm. because then you're blind to the fact that you will get scratched yeah and all you need is an infection to kill you talking of which and talking of thorns tell us so you see this as a a, a journey and the journey is going upwards there is a 25 crore business suddenly something hits it goes down but you really need to pull through that period yes. uh, there are so many things at stake there are so many you probably have family members and your life your professional life at stake how do you get back up yeah it's uh, it's very interesting i can only uh, take it from my point of view yeah, i mean each person will react to it in a different way i i have friends uh, who come from a corporate backup gotten into entrepreneurship failed for various reasons and then gone back to work right that's that's find the financial security people like me who've never worked with anybody for anybody uh with uh, in any company uh, it's actually impossible for me at age of 47 to find a job right. not because i can't find a job because my thought process is not a corporate thought process yeah i think uh, a lateral lateral uh, dimension so to be able to come back uh, to go from a, from from say 10 to 0 and to then try and resurrect yourself for uh, to get over the personal trauma because losing a business is is a personal trauma mm. it's like i call it uh, it's the same angst that a mother feels when her child leaves the house right. and she knows he's never going to come back you've got to let it go sometimes people cling on to the hope um of uh, of of a uh, of a business going down sometimes you just got to have the heart to walk away you got to learn to cut the umbilical nice. otherwise it will just drag you all the way down and again i keep saying an infected umbilical will infect everything it's just you've got to learn to step back cut the umbilical and then reassess how you are going to look at it from my perspective i was able to resurrect because uh, resurrect my entire um, situation I, essentially because i realized over apart from being a biologist i realized i was very good at understanding marketing trends hmm. i was under, I, was, uh, i was i was good at being able to sell innovative technologies so i, I and i had i have been fortunate to have done an mba at uh, at the judge business school in in uh, in cambridge the uk for uh, on, on an entrepreneurship and international business sometimes you ask yourself is that mba really relevant yeah. did i spend money no reason but when you're at the bottom it's actually that which helps you it gets you a ground against saying hold on i know what i have to do point is to be able to then um understand what is the next uh, like for an entrepreneur for me i'm always looking at the next innovation and i i had the fortune to be able to attach myself to another new innovation that was coming through being a biologist and working in a construction industry are completely complete um so it's a bipolar scenario but uh, it still worked with innovation technologies and i was asked if i could be able to market the innovation technology to the to the public or to the necessary clients and i realized my uh, 20 years of being able to market innovation technology irrespective of the subject right and that mba 
which had given me a lot of direction in how to do um, innovative technology marketing actually helped me resurrect myself but you don't have to learn engineering again you've got to learn how to sell right uh, and if you can sell your sell that concept then you you can get into something else again uh, new avenues open up you have to have that's where the first um emotion that drives uh, an entrepreneur comes back again self belief mm. if you have self belief and uh, very importantly you now know which fire you can put your finger in and not get burnt and which fire you can get burnt and die nice so it is it is something that you are now you're not doubting yourself but you're before you take three steps and decide i'm going to run you stop and you ask yourself wait a minute do i need to run right now hmm. can i just walk a little bit more yeah. am i compromising on the next 50 lakhs fine but i'd rather not enter that hole and hurt myself i'll just go around it it will take me another 3 days to get 50 lakhs but i'll still be able to do it this way hmm. so it is a self taught process you're suddenly believing that you can do it based on past experiences so your experiences are your teacher now is that what builds instinct then entrepreneurial instinct yes yes very much very much it, it unless unless you fail um you will not know uh, what has actually what will what will drive you next uh, what will save you your 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 failure actually saves you saves me every step of the way i know now when to say no to something yeah however you see it might look nice i'm going to say no to it if i feel this is even there's a 1% chance that something i'll just say no to it just at end of sorry however big the end result looks like someone comes and says no 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 please take up this job it's a big job do everything i'll just say no because i know to do the the big job i have to gather a team i have to put in resources and it's not attractive enough for me to risk my mental state my mental health my again a personal trauma again professional it's not worth it i'll wait another 3 4 months i'll get the same amount of money from 3 4 different jobs instead of one big job got it because the bigger the more risk it is and as a old friend of mine you say the bigger you are the harder you fall so there is a very interesting uh, scenario that i faced uh, <clears throat> and i call it do not follow the leader okay so let, for an example when you're doing sales and marketing for example um and i was say for example deciding to sell uh, pillows cushions that you sleep on now i decided to make a cushion which was triangle and my largest competitor was also making triangle cushions say for example reliance it's the biggest that you can i can name big competitor and one fine day he decides oh i think i'm going to make a rectangular cushion mm. i have invested in machinery to make triangle cushions i'm making triangle cushions i'm selling them i'm making my own money the bigger competitor says oh hold on one second let's just shift to rectangular cushions now what will i say oh my god somebody says oh it's rectangular it's the new thing let's shift to rectangular but a big guy can spend a small amount to turn triangle to rectangle or keep making triangle make a rectangle i have to invest a lot of money in shifting a technology or machinery right this big guy can after 3 months say oh forget it i don't want a rectangle i think triangle is better you just shut the shop and walk away me as an entrepreneur have suddenly aligned myself towards following the leader 
and now I'm stuck with inventory that can't be sold. Right. You cannot continue. See, they, for example, you're selling it for 10 bucks. They're selling it for 10. Tomorrow they say, oh, I'm selling it for six rupees. But my production cost is seven. How can I sell it for six? Right. But the big guys can do it. So if I start, start giving crazy discounts and I go, oh, okay, okay, I'll do it at five and a half. And he goes, oh, fine, I'm going back to 10. Suddenly, the, the smaller people are saying, you're selling it at five and a half. Now I'm not paying you 10 bucks. Right. So you suddenly lost. You're trying to follow the leader. So I always say, do not follow the leader. You've got to have your vision. You've got not to be able to compromise on what your product you're putting or service you're putting out. Money is necessary to be coming in to run your outfit the way you have designed. Hmm. Or bar chain is doing. Say, daily is running this off. Or I'll do this. Oh, no, no, no. Hippie's doing this. No, no, I'll do this. Who am I going to follow? You can't do everybody's job. You've got to sit there saying, okay, I'm just selling what about this is my strategy and this is all I'm going to do. <laughs> and I'm going to, this is my target. Am I target? My target is not the guys who go to hippie and say, oh, very flowery thing. No, no, no. I'm just a wala wala and this is what I'm going to sell. And trust me, a lot of the guys who sell powders are actually karotpatis today. Because that's their focus. That's all I'm going to sell. I'm not, I'm not going to follow Joshi Wadewale. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to do this. Right. You know, that's, so we, when you, when you learn, when you, when you say, should I know sales and marketing, a little bit of understanding of the market is necessary. Who are your target audience? Uh, what can they afford for you? Uh, what you should charge them? How are you going to put it across? These little things you've got to understand. You, what, how is my target population moving? Is it growing? Is it, is it changing? And I have to stick within my lines of thought, my capability and my capacity. Nice. Don't grow too fast. Don't spread it. What's the best and worst part of being an entrepreneur? Oh, the best part is actually living your dream. It is, I mean, you sometimes want to create something out of nothing. And it's it's exhilarating when you're actually uh, in a position to have done it. Done it from scratch. It's literally giving... Uh, bringing a child into the world and then being very happy when that child is married and settled and owns a Ferrari. You're like, ah, you know, it, it was all my effort sort of thing. Yeah. The worst part, the stress. Uh, when, when, and and the, the stress, the loss of sleep, the continuous requirement to keep that gravy train moving uh, is, is an extremely stressful process. All big entrepreneurs go through that. Would you consider entrepreneurs today with the anxiety, with the stress, uh, you've gone through it yourself, would it be important for them to know their emotional capabilities and go in for therapy or be able to talk to somebody um, if need be? Be open to it. Yes, there is another very interesting component that I have missed out in this. You need to have a decent mentor. Nice. Uh, you know, there's always a sounding board that you need and it's not going to be your parents because your parents are sitting in that battlefield with another type of weapon trying to fight that battle with you. You've got to have someone sitting on the hill behind, a third party person, maybe someone completely random, someone who's your devil's advocate. You need a devil's advocate in your life. Someone who says, you know, you're behaving like an idiot. Don't do this. Just don't do it. Uh, most of the passion-driven entrepreneurs do not tell themselves don't do it because, I mean, how, how can I not do it? I will do it. I can. Uh, Superman also has kryptonite. You need a kryptonite sitting in, somewhere in your life to say, oh, you know, I'm going to make you weak if you come near me, but I, that's my job. It's my job. And so, so, so you need that at, at every stage. The second thing, when you, when you talk of therapy, it is actually very interesting because in today's generation, it is no longer taken as a 
uh, as a as a as something that's stigmatized. Uh, that uh, yes, yeah, stigmatized. Um, which was that um, uh, beautiful television serial um, uh, House of Lies, Deaths in Delhi, Burari case murders, where one of the neighbors says, you know, uh, we had told him to go to the psychiatrist, but he says he says we thought that psychiatrists are only for mad people. It's not the case. It's really not the case. Today's uh, generation and the new entrepreneurs are extremely burdened by far more information input uh, than we were at our time. And we feel we, that the younger generation feels that they are equipped to do it all, but we are only humans. We have only certain capacities. We are born with certain things and we are not given certain things. Our social conditioning is different. It is very important to be able to talk to somebody. Because unless you're able to cleanse your mind of mm. scenarios that might affect your business and help realign your thought process, I'm not saying that anyone's uh, incapable of doing, doing it themselves. But you do need sometimes professional help to be able to guide your energies back into the right direction. Mm. Uh, let go of all the other troubles that are troubling you, uh, minor financial issues that are bothering you, uh, maybe your girlfriend's not coming to meet you too often. Mm. These things end up defocusing you. Yeah. You end up looking at another direction, whereas you should be looking at a, in, a, in a third direction. That drive is still there. And then there are little stones that are you're stepping on without your shoes. So you're like going out, 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 and you're suddenly losing track. So yes, meeting, uh, having a good mentor, uh, going for therapy or meeting or, or, or sitting with therapists, so able to clean up all the peripherals in your mind, help you focus again, get your mind back in, uh, uh, in into the right energy space. It's highly recommended for today's generation. Uh, I mean, we 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 had the good old phones with the you know. The, mm-hmm. We didn't have any distractions uh, or, or anything else. We had DVDs which you had to borrow from the from the library. So we had that little bit of focus. Plus, our social conditioning was not wherein we are able to uh, talk to people and open up. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, accept that we are wrong and accept that we are doing wrong. The society wasn't open to that either. Today, it's not that case. Right. Uh, people don't stigmatize you or criticize you for doing it. So yes, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. What does achievement mean to you? I think uh, achievement to me uh, would mean, at this stage in my life, would be to achieve those small little milestones that I, that I have put myself towards. Not large goals, small milestones. But if you were to take it in the larger picture, um, if today what I'm doing is is uh, as a technology is taken taken up by the industry over the next five years, I would consider that to be a phenomenal achievement. Lovely. Thank you so much for being so honest with us about your journey. And thank you for sharing the harsh realities the way they are and how one can actually navigate through. With us, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me here. And uh, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to... Uh, put forth and uh, uh, give some ideas to entrepreneurs that are stepping into their new journeys uh, from here on. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify Geo Savan, Ghana, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget 
to tune in next week again. Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media.